Welcome everyone to RLC Sermon Chat. I'm Pastor Steve with Amanda Daniels today. Hello Amanda. there. So Amanda, we're starting our first of uh, hopefully many podcasts yeah. at Richland Lutheran Church. Very trendy of us. It is very trendy of us, <laughs> except it would have been more trendy if we did it 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is, I've got to be honest, this is my first podcast. Uh, I'm not even sure what the difference is between a podcast and what we were doing with the daily devotions. Mm. So that's part of why we have you here today as our <laughs> the millennial token staff. millennial guest. You can tell us what a podcast is and how that's going to um, differ from what people are used to mm. on our video devotion. So yeah. let's start by just taking a moment so you can explain the difference and then how we might utilize both. Yeah, how we would engage with it. Yeah, yeah there so you go. podcast, you'll notice, sounds similar to another word, broadcast. Ooh, yes, okay. So not just a catchy name. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. It has meaning. Yeah. Good. And so you could almost think of it as a broadcast of sorts, but really they're typically more conversation. Okay. And so there are some who just do them and um, they just talk, but a lot of them are conversation based. And so for us, we'll be spending time talking about the sermon uh, from the previous week. And so whoever's preaching will get to dig a little bit deeper with them. And so okay. that's where we get to invite audience participation as well. well and so that sounds great. So yeah. how would how would you describe then the difference between kind of what we're doing here mm -hmm. and and uh, how one would uh, access and utilize a podcast? Yeah. As opposed as opposed to our YouTube uh, video, the daily devotions, d devotions, and I we're we're doing both, and mm -hmm. so um, maybe just a little explanation about what the difference is between the two and then how people um, can access that in whatever format fits them. Yeah. So we are going to be doing it in both audio only and with video. So for me personally, I like watching people when I feel like I'm listening in a, on a conversation. Um, yeah. <laughs> I like it feels too much like eavesdropping. Yes, I, if I, uh, I shouldn't, I don't. I, they can't see me, but I want to hear right. what's going on. Okay. Yeah, so I like you know the picture, and so um, it will be on our YouTube channel for people who prefer to access it similarly to the daily devotions, and then there will also be an audio only version. So as you're on a walk or cleaning your house or I'm um, doing, you know, even at work. I know a lot of people listen to podcasts at work. Um, you can tune in and hear what, hear what we have to say. Great. So a podcast is pretty much just the audio piece. Yeah. So you can put in your earbuds and mm -hmm. go to any of the audio music uh, apps like, well, iTunes work and what other kinds of apps work with that? Yeah, so eventually we'll get our hope and goal is to get it up on Spotify podcasts and Apple iTunes is dead. Oh, but Apple iTunes music is, is a thing. Should yes. we have a moment of silence? Uh, yeah, re for may iTunes. it rest in peace. <laughs> yes, okay. Um, sorry, my age is starting That's okay. to creep out. <laughs> um, but our hope is to get them on those streaming platforms as well. Good. But in the meantime, we'll send out a link and access it through our RLC website. Well, that sounds great. And yeah. again, if you need any help with technology or navigating the internet, don't, don't call, call me. Steve. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same page here. <laughs> call the church office. We have some uh, very capable uh, 
ministry assistants that can walk you through the process. Yeah. So we want this to be used so the easier we can make it for you to access, the more we want to be involved in that process. Absolutely. Great. And so I think what we're going to get to spend time with doing, because a lot of people don't know this, but the mm. hardest part of preaching, and you're the one who taught me this, is knowing what to leave out. Yeah. You know, I think of movie editors and right. things like that, and they always have to make some hard choices yes. to make some cuts. Yeah. And because you thankfully honor our time and won't keep us, you know, in the pews for hours at a time. <laughs> Although um, that would be my preference. Yeah. <laughs> Not uh, ours. I would be looking for a job. <laughs> yeah. And so we'll get to do kind of some deep dives mm. on yeah. on those things that were left out um, because yeah. we yeah. had time. Well, and as, as I've told you before, that's really the question of the preacher. I, I hear from mm -hmm. many people you know, how do you come up with 20 minutes of preaching material? You know, what what do you decide you're going to preach about or on and the rest? And the reality is, when we enter into the practice of sermon preparation, and you know this, uh, we dive deep into mm -hmm. the background, the text itself, the language, the verbs, and some of that comes out in the sermon, but most of that stuff lays on the cutting room floor, mm -hmm. as I like to say. So this really helps both you, the listener and congregate, regular attender at RLC, and us to be able to dive deeper into the material, mm -hmm. because there's always way more you know, 10 times the amount of what you get on a Sunday morning is laying there uh, ready yeah. to be picked up. So this is a great opportunity for us to be able to deliver some of that material mm -hmm. in hopes that that might help bring some understanding and clarity to the sermon itself. Yeah. Also, we want you to be actively involved in what stuff, clips, verbs, <laughs> concepts we pick up off of the cutting room floor. So maybe, Amanda, you could tell the folks out there um, how they can get more involved with what it is we'll end up talking about. Yeah, absolutely. So we are going to have a few different ways for people to submit questions. Uh, you're able to do it for those who are more technologically savvy through our app. You can access a form and do that through the Connect section. Um, for those who prefer to go a little more old school, uh, pencil and paper, you can use that faithful yellow slip in worship to submit questions that way and drop it in with uh, the offering and we will be able to collect those. You also are welcome to email Pastor Steve. He's always open to hearing Correct. from you. Yeah. Um, he loves people. And so... I really do. <laughs> <laughs> and so... And then Kelly is planning on posting it on our Facebook group as well. So we have a number of different ways that we're going to be collecting, collecting questions. And, um, and maybe it's just a thought that you have that you want to share as well. Or maybe it's yeah. a point that uh, you want to hear more about. And those are, that's how you can put that out there for us to address. Yeah, that's great. And I, I do want to extend the invitation to any and everybody to participate. Um, mm -hmm. You know, oftentimes 
because we can't get to everything or we can't qualify what we say or bring in some of the background material, people walk away, and this is natural, from a 20-minute um, oration and say, gosh, I, I wish he said more or she said more. This is your opportunity to ask some of those questions. Yeah. And really, uh, even if there's, and maybe especially if you think to yourself, well, I'm not really sure I agree with what Pastor said. Yeah. Send those in. Yeah. Absolutely. We want to mm-hmm. help address any of those uh, questions that you have concerns about, too. Yeah. So, and the, the thing I'm most excited, I think, about this podcast is that it's not just going to be us. You know, I'm having a little bit of PTSD flashback here <laughs> from when we started Family Chat. Like, we don't have to go into a Steve lockdown now. Show. Yeah, we yeah. don't have to go back into a lockdown, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so you're going to invite on some other guests every week, right? Yep. Who Who are some people that we might see joining us? Well, or joining you or whoever's That's on. a great question. Um, so Kelly Westland will be with us next week. And uh, our council members don't know this yet, <laughs> but they will now. Uh, I, I will be asking them at our next council meeting. So that's in an, uh, another two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, be asking them to come in and, and sit in your chair and uh, help ask questions and dig a little deeper into the sermon. Also, uh, if this is something that you have a heart for, and especially if we preach about a topic that uh, you really are passionate about, then uh, contact the mm-hmm. church office, contact me, and uh, let us know. We would any Anybody's welcome to sit in that chair. Yeah, you don't have to have any special qualifications. No, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You set me up for that I one. I know, I did. <laughs> so, yeah, we would uh, love to have you. You know, the more people who get involved, uh, the more people who have you know, a deep passion for what, what we're preaching mm-hmm. and um, a concern for those things, I, I think we'll all benefit. Because yeah. the, the things for which you are passionate are usually shared by many in the church. And so if there are some things you want to know more about, this is the place to ask those questions. And uh, you'll be not only learning yourself, but you'll also be teaching all of us. Mm-hmm. So, great. Yeah. Well, Anything else uh, kind of with the logistics and the format and all this kind of stuff? Yeah, not anything else that I can I can think of. I'm excited about this. And I think, yeah, me too. I think it's just um, another step in our doing life together that we talk about. And so it'll be nice to get to have these conversations during the week. And I really enjoy coffee. So um, <laughs> that's a joy. But that's not coffee. It's not. I knew you were going <laughs> to... I was going to expose you. Yeah. Yes. So uh, it's afternoon, and oftentimes in the afternoon, I drink uh, Earl Grey. So it is Earl Grey, <laughs> I admit. Yes. But um, I already had too much coffee. <laughs> so let's do this. Um, I'd like to start off our time together in prayer as we mm. move into yeah. the sermon talk piece. That sounds great. And then we'll start um, kind of unfolding a little bit more depth mm-hmm. on what I preached about on Sunday, which is a walk in the light of Christ. So let's pray. God, yeah. we're grateful for our time together. Thank you for your presence in, a, in it. Uh, may we be faithful, uh, obedient, and good stewards of your, ti- of your time. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so yeah, I talked about walk in the light of Christ, and mm-hmm. this is the beginning of of a sermon series that will actually take us through Advent and and also then through Christmas. 
So all the way up to Epiphany. Yeah. And we've started the new church year. Advent is our new year. Mm-hmm. And so we're, we're focusing on uh, the coming of Christ, both comings. The first coming, which we are in remembrance of, and the second coming, which we are expecting. We yeah. are in expectation of. So uh, seems appropriate yeah, for Advent. It, yeah, it, <laughs> yeah. There's. I'd like to say there's. It's. A, there's some something profound about uh, our preaching, and our sermon series. But it's, no, it's not true. <laughs> it's pretty normal, really. Yeah. So uh, we're we're using the prophet Isaiah to mm-hmm. look at uh, how or the ways we or wise uh, about how we walk. And I, I talked about in the Hebrew, walk, uh, in the literal sense, means to walk. Mm-hmm. Use your feet, go from one place to another. But in the figurative sense, we mean walk by the way one lives. And that's not foreign to us. Oftentimes we ask, especially in the church, how is your walk with Christ going? Mm-hmm. Um, how is your uh, walk with the Lord? And that's what we mean. How is your life in the Lord? How are mm-hmm. you living your life in Christ. So that's really what we're trying to now unfold. And then on Sunday I talked about walking in the light of Christ, which was really Isaiah's encouragement from Isaiah 2 and verse 5. Yeah. So what questions came out of that sermon that you have for us? Yeah. So one of the things that I love, especially in Advent, um, is the imagery of light and dark. And that's talked a lot in the Bible. It's a common theme and you mentioned it on Sunday. Um, can we, let's talk about that a little bit more about just this idea of light and darkness and the differences and qualities. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, light and darkness as a theme. And I would also include here day and night Mm. as a similar theme Mm -hmm. are used throughout scripture, old Testament and new I would say uh, more in the Old Testament, probably just because it's a it's a broader body of works, um, but uh, equally used in both testaments to talk about one's being one being in the light of the Lord or in the darkness of the world, or oftentimes it's darkness of. Uh, evil in general so satan um and and uh evil itself yeah so the reason that light and dark are used so in our day and age we have light all the time Mm -hmm. it's light 24 7 in the in the time the bible was written it was not light yeah Um, they they really did have a, a a deep demarcation between uh night and day so what happens in the light can be seen by everyone. And this is the imagery the Bible picks up. What happens in the day keeps us accountable. When night comes, all kinds of nefarious activity creeps in. Yeah. And so that's the imagery with night and day or light and darkness. Light would typify the things that we do uh, in Christ that are true, that are, that are observable, that hold us accountable. Darkness is when those sins of the are maybe uh, selves or mm. the world around us that leads us into sin or uh, even darkness itself. Satan is yeah. um, the 
prince of darkness. So light and dark, we would say good and evil, good and bad, night and day. Um, that's the imagery that's used in the Bible. So when we talk about being in the light of Christ, we're talking about being in the illumination of the triune God, that we're living a life that is observable, that's accountable, uh, that's uh, safe. Mm. Yeah, I think those are great, great points. And I love, yeah. I love how light represents hope too. Absolutely. And that it can invade the darkness. Yes. And, you know, there's, there's just a lot, I think, to be said about that, especially in this season where yeah. it feels like it gets dark at three o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> um, it's not that far from yeah. it. <laughs> it, this idea yeah. of being able to, um, rather than have to hunker down, in the darkness and just suffer right. through we're yeah. able to still experience places of hope and right. light and... yeah you know like that's what we remember in advent is yeah. that the light has come into the world yes and the darkness mm -hmm. that is already in the world has not overcome it mm -hmm. so yes. it's that imagery of, of christ the messiah stepping into darkness into our world mm. and uh, bringing the light of God into it. Mm. So that's, yeah. uh, you know, and, and if you're interested in more reading about light and dark and all the rest, um, the the letters of, of John are great yes. places to go. Yeah. John wrote mm -hmm. three letters. As my middle schoolers call him, one John, two John, one and John, three two John. John, and three John. <laughs> well, that's just the way the English actually, uh, yeah. Europe refers to the Bible as one John, two John, and three Johns. So, yeah. But yeah, that would be some great reading for um, those who are, are paying attention here. Yeah. yeah good. What else? Yeah, what I want to shift gears a little sure. bit now. Um, one of the elements, and it was where you concluded the sermon, was... Yeah about judgment mm. and you talked yeah. about i think the point was he will judge between nations yeah. you know this is one of those areas yeah. that for those of us in christ get a little bit uncomfortable i think when we start to talk about this yeah, um, we do. well we either get uncomfortable or we get a little too gleeful <laughs> it goes one of those yeah. ways usually. i can't wait uh, yeah. i'm going to the good place and uh, my enemies are going to the yeah. bad place <laughs> yeah yeah but, um, right. you know, there's, there was a lot, there's a lot that could be said about, yeah. about this idea that Jesus as, mm -hmm. as a judge, because we like to think of him more as a yeah. friend, um, but mm -hmm. he is, scripture tells us he's going to judge. Right. And so can you just t say some more about that? Yeah. Um, I'm glad this question came up because this is the part of the sermon that I, uh, I felt like. I wanted more to say, mm, but mm -hmm. you know, it's difficult when you're trying to stay within the time limit of people's attention span. And usually I go over that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I talked about, uh, the sorting and, yeah. you, you know, let, let's do something novel. Let's go to scripture and, <laughs> you know, Good see what, what God has to say about this. Mm. But in my sermon, if you remember, I referenced Matthew 24. Yeah. And uh, Jesus is giving this parable about what it's going to be like at the um, return of Christ. These are known mm -hmm. as uh, the kingdom parables or, um, you know, parables of the return of Christ. So in 
Matthew chapter 24, Jesus said, There will be one or two men working in the field. One will be taken and the other left. Two women will be grinding in a handmill. One will be taken and the other left. Therefore, keep watch because you do not know on what day the Lord will come. Yeah, and, it's a little familiar. Yeah. It reminds me of the sheep and the goats, which of we're the going, wheat and the, you know. And the tares. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Those are those are all what are known as kingdom parables. This yeah. is what's going to be like in the kingdom of God. So um, what Jesus is, is getting at there is, and I called it uh, the great sorting. And I use that word sorting deliberately. Uh, the, the, I think the most common concept that we have in the church, and, and for that matter, outside the church, is this concept that God is going to send people. Hmm. Like I said before, he's going to send them either to the good place, right. heaven, or yes. he's going to send them to the bad place. Yeah. And one of the questions that always comes up, and it's a great question, is how could a loving God send somebody yes. to a place where there's weeping and gnashing of teeth? Mm-hmm. And I think that's why the idea... Yeah. And you talked about this on Sunday. The idea mm-hmm. of universalism is so appealing, it is appealing because we like that happy ending. And we like that idea that everyone and everything will be with us in heaven. And it's really a, what I call a Disney ending. Yes. <laughs> Disney yes. loves to wrap things up and say, uh, and they lived happily ever uh-huh. after. After. Mm-hmm. But we know that that's not true. Yeah. We know that in this life. And why would we expect something for the next life? Hmm. So the word that I used there, what really did, uh, I think, stay true to the text, uh, this idea that uh, Jesus would separate mm-hmm. is different than Jesus would send or God yeah. would send. So separate, sort, I like to use those words that yeah. are captured in Scripture. That's a good distinction. Sending I, I, versus I sorting. I think so. So uh, in in the parable of the sheep and the goats, which is, by the way, the very next chapter mm-hmm. in Matthew. So we read from chapter 24. And I, and I really struggled here. Uh, the parable of the sheep and the goats was... In the original sermon. Yeah. And that's one of the things that ended up on the cutting room floor. Mm. Because I think the sheep and the goats help us to better understand the judgment to come. Yeah. So let me read that just for those who are uh, unfamiliar. So Matthew 25 and verse 31. When the Son of Man comes in his glory. So this is the second return. This is the expectation that Jesus will come again. The second advent. And all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Hmm. So I'll just, let's just focus on that chunk. That's probably enough for today. (laughs) The word that Jesus uses there to separate is not a word that determines if one is a sheep or a goat. Hmm. Interesting. Jesus has identified, the shepherd identifies what already is. Hmm. So the shepherd identifies, this is a sheep 
and this is a goat. The shepherd does not declare, you here are a sheep and you here mm. are a goat. Mm. Then, having identified which is a sheep and which is a goat, the sorting happens. The sheep are on his right, the, the, the goats are on his left. Yeah. And that's significant also in itself because that separating or, or sorting, the place of honor is, a, is on the right of a oh, king. Yeah. So the place of honor is on the right of the king. Um, on the left of a king, not so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so the, the shepherd doesn't declare hmm. that you are a sheep or you are a goat. The shepherd doesn't assign that. The shepherd simply identifies. Mm-hmm. So this is what I would like to say about the judgment and and the biblical understanding of the separating at the second coming of uh, Christ. And yeah. that is God will sort. Uh, we are already what we are. Mm. We are already a sheep. And so to be a sheep, as Jesus would continue to expound yeah. in Matthew 25, and I encourage you to read that, folks, if you're not familiar with it. But the sheep is the one who is already in Christ Jesus. The one who has, by grace, through faith, come to know the God of the universe. Yeah. By, by, by their faith choice. And so can a goat become a sheep then? Uh, as I said on Sunday, mm-hmm. it's never too late <laughs> until it is. Yes, until it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So uh, when Jesus, the scripture is pretty clear about this. At yeah. the return of Jesus, um, so, you know, boy, this goes, there's a lot on this cutting room floor. <laughs> and we won't get into all the yeah. millennial reign and all this stuff. But at the return of Jesus, the judgment comes. And so that to the best of our knowledge, we are either a sheep or a goat, and God mm-hmm. has separated us. That's, you know... This sermon ties very well into the one we preached last week mm-hmm. at the end of the Nicene Creed. And that is, uh, we believe in the uh, forgiveness of sin. Yeah. And um, the, uh, no, we believe in the in the resurrection of the body and the mm-hmm. life of the world to come. Yeah. Now we're testing me on this. Yeah. <laughs> Nicene Creed yeah, quiz. Nicene Creed. The, the resurrection <laughs> of the body and the life of the world to come. Yes. And boy, that's hard to pull out of thin air. <laughs> I mean, usually you go through the yeah, whole the thing whole and thing. at the end. Yes. But that, that's what we were talking about, mm-hmm. that, that this is, this is our, our uh, resurrected bodies and the world to come. We're going to be sorted. There's that separating. Yeah. But... I think it's an erroneous thought to think that God is going to send somebody to a place mm. that they haven't already been living. Oh, interesting. So yeah. God doesn't declare someone goat. Yeah. That, that's not the right understanding. Mm. When Jesus returns, he sees a goat who has denied God. Yeah. Or he sees a sheep. Who by grace has been who has been saved by grace through faith? Yeah. There's a difference in understanding, and it's not just semantics. Yeah. Well. So don't think sending. Yes. Separating Mm -hmm. or sorting. Yeah. And then the judgment is already declared. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, The judgment is really full and complete separation from God. Yeah. Which will be like the 
weeping and gnashing of teeth. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not literal. Yeah. Well, and I think for people who are parents, we can kind of understand this in a, in a different sense because we think of a child when they make a choice to do that's something right. that um, mm-hmm. is not what we want for them. And we don't have to be the one to force the consequence all the time. You know, it, sometimes there's natural consequences. There are consequences to yeah, every to choice. choices, good and yep. bad. Correct. And I think when we think less of it as God doing the sending and more, you know, the consequences are there mm-hmm. and and God will declare that they will happen and that they will be carried through because we know yep. what the end times are going to look like right. to an extent. Agreed. So, yeah, it may it may seem like a you know a simple adjustment of uh, the way we use our words, but mm-hmm. I, I think especially when it comes to theology, we have to remember a loving God does not send someone and not the other to hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a loving God says, uh, and this, this this is all over Scripture. I give them over to their choices mm-hmm. and the consequences thereof. Yes. You see that all the way yep. through scripture. Okay. I'll, I'll simply give you what you want. Yeah. That's what God does. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's a great, a yeah. great distinction. I think that's, yeah. that's something that we, that we can kind of continue to mull over this yeah. idea yeah. Of, of sorting or separating versus sending. Yeah, I think so. And again, remember we are dealing with, when it comes to scripture, partial revelation yeah. of God. Yes. We can't definitively say much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and yet we we do. Yes. <laughs> but the reality is we're trying to figure out a God who is well beyond our understanding with not all of the pieces. I, I, I like to explain this to people this way. It's like putting together a puzzle but you're missing half of the pieces. Mm. How's that possible? Yeah, not going to work out so well. That's that's the work of theology. Yeah. <laughs> we we have half the puzzle and we have to try to piece this thing together. So there're going to be holes and gaps and stuff that we can't see and understand. Yeah. So we're doing our best with what God has revealed. The good news is is that God has revealed enough that we can come into a right relationship with him mm-hmm. through Jesus Christ. Mm. So we don't complain. <laughs> Amen. Well, and I've heard it said that good theology doesn't provide nearly as many answers as it does questions. Yeah. <laughs> we, it's something Agreed. we will continue to do. Yeah. Good. And, and that's what I, I encourage people to yeah. do. Continue I think to that's be healthy. in that space of asking questions and diving deeper into scripture. Absolutely. And, you know, scripture really is the place to get those questions answered. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a great conversation and yeah, a great time kickoff. Must be up. It, it is. Does yep, nice I'm going to I'm going to help wrap us up. Yeah. Yeah, so that's <laughs> that's going to be maybe the main job <laughs> of, of, the, of the person sitting in the chair uh, here <laughs> where Ben is to, to make sure that when we're done we're done. Cuz guess what? I have a lot to say. <laughs> There's still more. Most you know, but do. wait, there's still more. <laughs> Well, perhaps we um, could close our time in prayer then. Well, it's been a joy. Thanks. Um, Friends, uh, glad you have joined us. Yeah. And uh, we're just, again, very excited about this new opportunity to be with you all. Yeah. We'll see what God does with it. Yep. Good. Let's pray. 
Lord, we are so thankful for your presence with us. Help us to continue to contemplate these questions and embrace the mystery of life in you. We don't have to have all the answers, and we know we won't. And for that, while it's at times frustrating, it's also relieving. So help us to live in the expectation and the hope and with our eyes fixed on you and your promise to return and come again. Thank you, God, for this time together. Be with us as we go and help us to continue to seek and serve you. It's in the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, have a great afternoon, Amanda. Yes. Thank you, everybody, for joining us on RLC Sermon Talk. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.